Welcome to No Ordinary Love, episode four, where we're going to take a dive into the past five years of our marriage. The past five <laughs> years. Deep breath. Yeah. <sighs> Did you guys all take a deep breath with us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it has been an interesting five years. Ups downs rounds and rounds yeah it's just been a lot a lot you know when you really stop to review like what in the world has happened in the last five years like if you were gonna put a word to the last five years what would you like what would your word be emotional roller coaster Oh, that's good. I feel like I have I feel like I have three words that okay. probably all relate to the same thing. And go. Like I would say I would say transformative. Ooh, that's a good better than mine. I, I think. would say awakening. Absolutely. And I would say triggered AF. The most. Like just so much. So much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Like we were still triggering each other but not really knowing that that's what we were doing we didn't have words for what we were feeling because we hadn't learned what we were feeling yet like we were lost in the sauce I feel like you know yeah um and that's not to say that we weren't happy and in love right and you know like happy and grateful to be together finally yeah because that is like the bulk of it you know? Yeah. Um, but learning how to navigate marriage and living together. And for me now more of a, um, a a more permanent sense of like kids, Mm -hmm. you know, because we we live together. Definitely big transition moving in together. Um, and having children. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And for me too, I would say, so we got married in 2018 and that is like right on the heels of in 2017, I was trying to start a coaching business and write a book and get these things going. Right. Yes. Yeah. And none of that worked out as planned. No. Like it all just came to a stop and didn't work out how I thought it should or how I wanted it to. And for me, that was really, really hard. Like, I think devastatingly hard because I had put so much effort into it and I had... I mean, literal, I feel like blood, sweat, and tears into that. Everything I had. Yeah. All of our money. (laughs) Every single cent. All of our money. Uh, Yeah. You know, so it was also like um, a recovering from that whole experience for me was recovering from that, learning how to just accept that that happened. Yeah. And just accept, and honestly, very, very humbling. Yes. And I think that's good and definitely served me. Like, I I needed that so badly, but it was very painful at times, you know? Yeah. I know now, but I didn't really know then. Yeah. 
And that's what's so interesting to me is like, you know, we, we're living in the same house, obviously. We're together. But I've lived in such a way for so long that like, even when internally I feel like I'm falling apart, I don't really show that to anybody. Right. So for it to be like you and I, and you don't really see mm-hmm. that, and you don't, it's because I'm just trying to keep it all together. Like that's just been my pattern and my way of being in the world. Yeah. And I've, and Which, I've gotten really, yeah. really good at that. Yeah. But that was the case. Yeah. Um, so like my personal experience, I think for both of us, we probably would agree. It's been a a real journey into knowing self. Yes. Who am I really, you know? Yeah, definitely has been a journey. (laughs) So let's talk about some of the triggers though. Yeah. Can you think of, like, examples of things that you were triggered by? I would say sometimes, well, not sometimes, anytime there was a trigger and if it had, like, with you or, um, like, you would be triggered by something but being reactive to me and I would be like, well, shit, I didn't do anything, you know? And if I did, you're not surely saying that I did. But it's just, you can feel it. And so I'm over here like, well, what did, what did I do? Like, you know, um, let me retrace my stuff to think of what I did or what I said. And how can I fix it? How can I fix it? How can I make it better so we stop feeling like this? Right. You know? Yeah. I, and I was going to say that too, is I think a lot of it was like me being triggered and then reacting and then you're just kind of at the mercy of that Mm -hmm. you know yeah so I know that there were times where I would feel very triggered and I would try to keep it to myself because I didn't I didn't feel like it was fair to like come at you yeah um so that's probably what you're referring to right yeah because it's not as if I couldn't sense it uh uh-huh you know I feel like you and I even now are like in tune to each other where like the slightest even inhale a breath or the way our body is moving and without even saying a word we know something's going on yeah now now yeah but Um, even i'm gonna say i just read about this um the other day um it's like when you're growing up in an environment where, you know, you really don't feel safe to share your feelings or anything of the sort. Like you immediately start learning and watching every little breath, movement, words to protect yourself. Right. You just yeah. become very hyper yeah. aware and mm-hmm. observant of, of other people, other people and their energy and their mood and what you can do to like make yourself safe mm-hmm. or maybe remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. That makes sense. But the other thing I was going to say, too, is that there were times where I would be triggered and I would come at you. Like yeah. I would make it known. Yeah. I'm triggered AF. And I would think in the moment, and it's your fault. Yeah. Right? Because you're doing this or you're not doing that. Right? Right. So that's where I was coming from. Um, and And the triggers are real, right? Like when you're in that moment and you're just feeling all of these things 
you're, you're just reacting. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, I've, I've learned how to kind of verbalize that. I think probably more than you. So yes, until, until like now or more recent, but because I could do that, I would, um, and not, and not realizing that, yeah, maybe, maybe it was something that you did or that you said, but it wasn't like you knew what you were doing or right. you meant to do it. Or uh-huh. it was just, you know, it was just kind of these habits that would just come back around every so often. And when I, when I say triggered, I don't think that it was constant. No. And it wasn't like all the time, all the time, but it was enough to notice and it, and it became like the same thing. Like we're, we're having this conversation. Right. Yes. It, it ended up resulting in, it was like the same, yeah, the same thing. Um, but mind you at the time, I would say we didn't really know that what we were experiencing were triggers. We didn't no. know that word or understand any of that. So, you know, we're just like, what the hell? The best I can describe it is to say that there would be moments or encounters where it just felt like what was happening in that moment was very similar to like what we were experiencing before we got married. Yeah. When we were starting to get together, when there was still outside influence and you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it, those were the things that were most triggering to me. So when anything felt even remotely close to that, it would just send me into like a tailspin, a tailspin of, I mean, really like sadness is a big part of it, but like, anger frustration right, like here we go again i thought we were past this mm-hmm. yeah. so what's a good example i, I know one hmm. that like early on it was just it just seemed like a, a recurring conversation was just about like cleaning the house oh yeah and people picking up after themselves and you know yes and and no one tells you this like, I feel like no one really talks about this when they talk about marriage is like you're two people coming from two back, different backgrounds, different lifestyles, different upbringing. And now you're coming together and you're starting to see how just different you've experienced things. You know, for me uh-huh. growing up, it was you, you learned young and early how to clean, how to clean up after yourself, how to do your part around the house, you know, how to do your own laundry, you know, maybe at like 10, 11, 12, Woo. you know, I remember being <laughs> me and my sister being like five and six years old and we're, you know, standing on a chair doing dishes and it wasn't every night, right. but we were learning yeah, because we were young. I remember being five, six years old, separating our, our clean laundry and folding our own stuff, you know? And maybe it wasn't every day, every week, but we were learning. Right. And, you know, that's because that's how my mom was raised. You know, 10 brothers and sisters and everyone has to do their part. Yeah. So that's what we learned. Now, what was your experience? (laughs) Um, I grew up totally different. Um, Only child. Um, I didn't have to do anything. I I mean, nothing. My laundry was done. My room was clean. My meals were prepared. Um, I didn't really, I mean, I guess cleaning wise, I did pick up my room 
when I felt like it as a teenager, but I didn't have to do any and dishes. What is dishes? What is doing dishes? I had no idea. I mean, obviously I know what doing dishes were, but it wasn't something that I did. And I didn't do any of that stuff until I moved out of my parents' house. And then I was just like, I have to do this. This is some bullshit. So very, very different. So imagine coming together with that. Right. So if you were doing like none of the cleaning and stuff, who was doing that? My mom. So your mom just did everything. Mm -hmm. Did your mom work? She did. She did. Not, so she... not all the time in between. Before she got really sick, she did work. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And then just kind of different in my household. You know, we were we were three kids. You were an only child. Yeah. And both of my parents worked. Like, both of my parents had to work full time. So, while they're working and taking care of us and, you know, doing all of that, like, we had to do our part. Because, it you know, it wasn't going to fall on just mom to do all the cleaning around the house. Yeah. You know, it wasn't going to fall on just dad to help out, you know. Like, my dad did all, like, the outdoor stuff. Right. You know, As so did my dad, yeah. So, we didn't really have to do that. My brother, when he got old enough, learned how to do that. But, I mean, we we learned how to clean up after ourselves. So, that was my normal, and that was where I was coming from. So, to come into this atmosphere of... Chaos. Because, let's be real, it was um, tornadoes left uh, and right. I don't know if I would call it chaos. It just felt like disorder. And disorganization. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know? And and the other piece of that is two kids who I I wasn't around for, like, a, a, a major part of their upbringing. Mm -hmm. So, by the time we get married, Taylor's how old? 14. Jaden's, I think, 10. Mm -hmm. Something like that. You know? So, they're, like, you know, they're... they're formed little humans and they yeah. they have their way and their and what they're used to doing right mm -hmm. and what they're used to not doing so you know when I came in and I was like okay well you know Jaden's 10 years old but she's not really expected to do anything you know and, and yeah and from, I'm just like well why should she be you know and I'm just <laughs> like why in the hell should she be and for me it wasn't like I need you to clean up the whole house it was like I just really expect you to clean up after yourself yeah you know, so it was like when I would come, you know, into the house and and you can just see a trail of where Jaden's been because there's a mess in every room of the house where she's been. <laughs> I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. So that for me took some getting used to. But, you know, I would come to you and we would talk about it and we would have these conversations and I would be really frustrated because I would feel like, yeah, you're hearing me, but then nothing changes. Uh -huh. So we'll come back to it and. It's the same thing. We're going round and round and round, you know? Um, so, like, that's one piece of it. Right. Yeah. But also, too, like, what I had to realize for myself is that those types of things, the, like, um, walking around the house and just seeing everything that's out of place and just seeing a sink full of dishes and, you know, just seeing stuff everywhere... It was, it was speaking to something else in me. So it was, you know, I'm not feeling great about myself right now. I'm in a place of, like I said, business didn't work out, book didn't work out, m money ran out. <laughs> We're also in debt. Yeah. You know, so it's like, there's a lot inside of me that does not feel good. And it's in what I found it to be was, it's just me 
picking at things outside of myself because I, it was hard to face what I was feeling inside, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there were moments where I know it was that because I would recognize, oh, but there are days when I can come in the house and things kind of look a mess, but it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Like when I'm feeling good and I'm in a good place, it doesn't really bother me that much. But when I'm already kind of struggling with some things or not feeling well about me, those things are like. Amplified. Amplified. Yeah. yeah. And I understand that, obviously, because um, I catch myself doing that even now. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Yeah. That, you know, that like, for wait me, a minute. Yeah. That for me now is like a, a moment to pause and be like, OK, what's going on? I'm Like, I'm more aware of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the beginning, not aware at all. You know? Yeah. So it's two things happening, right? It's two things like, sure, we can all do better about cleaning up and doing our thing around the house, right? Sure. Of course, everybody can. That's true. Yeah. But it's not It's not just that. It's also me kind of not being aware of, of my own inner situation and how I need to figure out how to uh, make myself feel better. Yeah, so that was one one aspect. But it was recurring. Mm-hmm. Like, it would, it would recur and recur, and so... The more it re- would reoccur, it was just more frustrating. And and I think even that lends itself to, you know, that part of our relationship in the beginning before we broke up. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm telling you, I'm communicating to you, I'm showing you how this bothers me and I'm not okay with it. And you hear it and you listen and then nothing changes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was just this re-traumatizing feeling over and over and over again. Um and like we said, like, we just didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. It, it took some time and some practice to go, hold on. I, I need to look at myself and be like, what's not working within me? Like, mm-hmm. what, you know what I mean? Yes. How do I deal with my own feelings and emotions and where I am at and not just kind of find any excuse to be dissatisfied or unhappy or frustrated? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I would say we we do a much better job of that now. Right. Yeah. We're we're, we're both like on this. We're both on the same page. Yeah. Communicating like better. Sim- yeah. Um. I think just knowing how to communicate, and for me, knowing where. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize like. It's not. We're easy. not really taught how to communicate. And getting into the habit of actually doing that and practicing it and like, it's hard, but worth it Mm -hmm. because rather than having, you know, getting upset at each other or just anything negative, we're able to like, just call it as we see it, you know, and then talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was going to say something. Let me see if it comes back around. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like for me, it's kind of a new discovery. It's a new awareness for me that that I can be triggered by something that you did or said. But it, it has really nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So for me, th- there would be times where I would feel so triggered and so frustrated 
and I would feel like, like I could recognize that yes, it's about me, but I also felt like, but it's also about you too. And I think that there were moments that that was true. Yes. But what I feel like I've recently discovered for myself is that there are times when it's not about you at all. Like you just, you know, you made a comment and to you, it's just a joke and you're not thinking anything of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. But I take it away and it just, it triggers something in me like that's deep, you know, Mm -hmm. like your comment is so just off the cuff, not a big deal, but the, the level of emotion that I'm feeling about it because it's triggering something else that happened, you know, in my past or in my life. Mm Mm-hmm because of that level of emotion and how intense it is like my mind just automatically like how dare you say that assumed or like why would you say something like that yeah like if you're doing it on purpose uh, it literally had no thought in my mind but be like but you know yeah like i had no intention of that it was just like haha word vomit you know Mm -hmm. ha 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 and you're like hold on and i am just spinning out so that happened, but it was, it was helpful for me to see that, to go, to just allow myself to, to go, but wait, what if she really was just joking? What if she really meant nothing by it? Yeah. Why do I have to believe and assume that there's that she, something that there's behind something it? something behind yeah. it. A dig or something. Yeah, that, that she's was... saying that on purpose. Yeah. So that for me was pretty eye-opening. But also in a sense, like kind of liberating because it it helped me to see like, oh, okay. You know, because the truth is in our relationship, I've always felt like you are a very safe place. Like the majority of the time you're very safe for me, but it's just the rare moments when I feel like triggered that I'm like, now you're the enemy. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yes. But the only thing in my experience that has helped me kind of like navigate through those triggers or release emotion, maybe sadness or tears or whatever, is to be close to you, to be physically near you or in your arms or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it's a release of like emotion that I didn't even know was built up. So those... I mean, the triggering is tough, but the being able to, to have you I feel like help me with that Mm -hmm. has been very healing for me. And I feel like so much growth has come from that. So it's teaching me and it's helping me see that like okay, we're, we're feeling triggered about something. We're very, we're experiencing intense emotions and it's helping me to just become a little bit more aware in those moments of, you know, let, let me just get to that place of releasing it as quickly as I can. Right. And remembering that you are a safe place and a safe person that will help me with that and be there for me and console me, you know, like, Like that has been very healing for me. Um, And I think about, do you remember when we went, 
we did that group psychic reading. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. We did yeah. that with Roger. And he said something to us and something he said about you that, that you were like this anchor. Yeah. And it wrecked me. <sighs> and I had never thought about it that way, but it felt so true. Like it just resonated on such a deep level that I went, Oh my God. Yes. That's the truth. And, um, and even starting this podcast, I think that's what I realized for myself is uh, uh, we met up with a friend of ours. And remember, she asked us all these questions. Yeah. And one of those questions was, what was the question? Was it what would what would be what would people be surprised to know about you or something, something to something that along effect? Those lines, yeah. And for me, I was like answering that just because I wanted to get clear on what I thought about it. And the, the thing that I was seeing is that in this relationship, you have been the anchor, the more, I would say, steady one. And I came in a mess. Like I came in a mess with a lot of baggage. But you also have to remember, so did I. True. But I think the reason why I would say people would be surprised by that is because I present myself in such oh, a yeah. way yes. that I appear to have things together and buttoned down for the most part, you know? Yeah. But the reality of like what our experience has been in the first five years of our marriage is so much of my kind of emotional baggage and triggers and things that I've needed to work through and heal from and mm -hmm. you know so yeah it's been a lot it's been a, a lot a lot a lot a lot of yeah a lot of emotions like you said transitions and it's been a lot of work yeah it's been a lot of inner work and I, I recognize that because of, you know, coming from the coaching background, right? That's what it is. Coaching is inner work. It's work that you can do on your own thoughts, beliefs, mindsets, and how that affects your emotions. Yeah, you definitely. Um, so I uh, came in aware of that. Yeah. And I feel like that's just that's what we've been doing is the inner work and it's it's messy and painful and and really challenging at times but it has been I feel life-changing yes I, I I agree for sure um I feel like I haven't really been on as deep of a dive journey as you have but you're but on the journey. I am, yeah. By I am. default, like you're <laughs> in it with me. I am, yeah, I am definitely in it and maybe a little bit more hard-headed hard than you are about it, you know? Um, not that I don't want to, but it's just like like letting myself go to accept it. Uh -huh. and like, this is okay. Like, I want this with everything that I have. You know, I am slowly but surely becoming my authentic self right. me right you know like no nobody else's i am my own mm -hmm. um 
And that is on default of you, <laughs> you know, yeah. going through everything and listening to you and occasionally reading the stuff that you're reading to or listening. Um. <laughs> yeah. So the way I would describe it is I, I am probably a little bit more actively seeking it, right? I'm actively yeah. seeking the inner work. Whereas you're like more go with the flow and you'll, you'll go with it when these things come up and you'll learn from them and you'll take them in and you'll accept them. But I, I'm the one that's more like, what would you say? Like seeking it, mm -hmm. seeking it out. And, and to be fair, I've been doing that for years. <laughs> yeah. I've been on this like self help, self discovery journey for a long time. And I think that includes my time in church and religion. Well, I've yeah, just always been searching yeah. and seeking, I think, how to feel better, mm -hmm. how to feel good about myself, how to be just in a good feeling state because so much of my life has been an inner battle and conflict. Like, I think I've been for years just searching for peace. Yeah. And I think... I mean, I know that I'm, I feel finally at a point in my life where I, I know how to experience that, but it's been so much to get there. A lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, for myself, watching you get there, like watching you go through it, um, watching you learn and just like learn in general, but learn about you and who you are has been a life-changing experience for myself. Not only is it changing me and helping me make changes within myself, um, I just feel so lucky like to be have front row seat to that. You know, like you said, I am your anchor. I feel in I feel that way as well. You know, you are the safest place that I have ever been in my life. Mm. And you know oh. what? It, it just it lends itself to like learning how to be a safe place for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because gosh, another thing that's really come up so much in the last five years is like that inner child work, you know? Yeah. And people can say what they want about that or believe what they want or Maybe that's too woo-woo. I don't know. But it's, it's for, for me, been a real experience of teaching myself how to parent my own inner child. Mm -hmm. You know, how to be loving and compassionate and patient with my own, you know, inner younger me. Mm -hmm. um, rather than, you know, just learning how to dismiss and ignore and stifle and suppress. Yeah. Which like is what I feel like I kind of yeah. learned and was my habit of doing things. Mine as well. Like inner what? Yeah. We're not doing that. And you know, when I, when you first started working on it and I'm like, Oh, I, I need, to, I need to do that too. Like, I know I need to do that. You feel kind of silly, like talking in your head to your inner child. But yeah. when you do it, you, you just feel, you can feel it. You can feel the release of it. Yep. You can feel the release. You can feel that 
she's been seen and heard you know yeah and and that's a healing moment that's a healing release and it's a I feel like it's so tied to being your authentic self. It's so tied to coming into alignment with who you are and integrity with who you are to, to learn how to prioritize that, that inner part of you, that inner child, you know, Mm -hmm. and to, to give that look in, to be like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? What can I do? And, and how can I just be here for you? Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's all it is, you know? Um, but I think the journey has been, I mean, A, recognizing that any of that is even going on. Yeah. B, learning and practicing how to become more and more aware that, oh, that's what's going on. I need to take a moment and just kind of be with myself. Right, yeah. And with that, you know, with you, like, you know, working with your inner child and like soothing that you you have to let that inner child feel because you're going to be you'll get your triggers oh yeah and you're going to remember once you've started doing the work okay like when what triggered that in you as a child Mm -hmm. and you've just got to allow that child to have those feelings whether it's sadness happiness um anger feeling of loss like you fearful need, fearful like yeah you need to let that inner child feel it but in reality on the outside like it's you as an adult feeling it mm-hmm. so that's a lot about inner child stuff i did not think Your that face. we were going there <laughs> no yeah you know yeah um but that's really what the journey has been this is our, our first five years of marriage, and this is what we've been learning and experiencing and didn't really know that was going to happen. Didn't no, expect no. it, didn't see it coming, but this is just what life is unfolding, and I'm super grateful for it. Absolutely. Was it hard when we didn't know what was really going on and we were just kind of lost and trying to cope yes but you know since we've um you know we've come upon like other people's content and it's just been like oh wow that really resonates mm-hmm. yeah. like who do you listen to or where do you get you know some of your information I'll find stuff randomly on tiktok but i find a lot of it on instagram um i follow like a couple of pages um but one of them that i follow let me see what it's called. It is the holistic psychologist and she has some amazing stuff that has helped me like personally work through things, have understanding of stuff that like, you know, went on in my childhood or why I am the way that I am. Um, I find I take in that content more easily than like sitting down and reading a book. Mm, yeah. Like, I'd never know myself to have a short attention span, but I, sometimes I do. And if I can read things quickly in, like, a short explanation of it, I feel like I, I can grasp it better. Yeah. For myself. And I think that's super important. It's like, you have to find out what works for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm mean, the kind that I can sit down and read a book. Right. And like so I'll... am I. I love reading, but but not, I guess, that kind of book. 
<laughs> you're you're more of like a like a fiction. Yeah, fantasy. Like, yeah. like I just I love all that like make believe stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that I haven't read read any like self help books because I have, um, but if it's in smaller increments and doses, I um, it sticks better. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I I mean I say self help, but I think. Self-help can sometimes get a bad rap. Like it's just, it can be too much or I, I don't know. But it's really just been like a, a journey of self and going within. That's what I would call it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know, like you said, you weren't, we weren't expecting to talk about this, but that's really where like these last five, like five years have been mm-hmm. is just a journey to finding ourselves, a journey of finding ourselves as individuals and us as a couple, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, working on, on us yep, as one, an individual, individual working on us as together. Um, just really just striving to live our most authentic self and striving to just be happy and healthy. Yeah. And and, and happy is a, it is a part of it. Um, but I would say it's more about the peace. Oh yeah. There we go. Like it. I was like, I knew there was another word, but I, I can th- think of it. Yeah. I think that's something that I've been searching for, for a long time is just inner peace. How can I be at peace with myself? Cause we spent so many years of our lives, um, at war with ourselves. Mm-hmm. At war with ourselves. I think abandoning ourselves. And we didn't know we were doing that. We were just yeah. surviving, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of the, the place that we're at is learning how to go from a place of surviving to what does thriving look like? What does it look like? And how is my life different or, or enriched by being someone who is thriving within their own soul, really? Mm-hmm. You know, feeling good about yourself, thinking well of yourself, um, not allowing guilt to be a, a burden that you just carry, learning how to forgive yourself and accept yourself and really love and be kind to yourself. Because we've all made mistakes, right? Of course. We, we all have regrets or things that we wish we didn't do or had done differently. And it's like, all we can do is accept that happened and, and I was doing my best I wish I could have done better, but that's where I was at. Right. And just be okay with that. Let that be enough. And now that I'm I'm learning more and I'm more connected to myself, I can do better. I'm becoming more conscious. You know? It's like when's the last time we had like an argument or like a, you know, just a tense situation between the two of us, you know, mm-hmm. where we where we couldn't like figure out what was going on like that's not it's been a while yeah that for me is growth you know learning how to um just bring up like hey here's something that's bothering me but I'm not gonna come at you crazy yeah like I've done before I'm going to be calm and collected and just say here's my concerns like what's going on what do you think you know yeah and actually being able to talk about it and in and, and both of us not just be 
these triggered messes that don't even know or what like to do. Or like silent. Or silent. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. And I was notorious for it. Yeah. I I've been like that in in my life, mm-hmm. like previous friendships. It was like I just didn't know how to talk about what I was feeling. I didn't know how to express myself. And so you just go into this kind of shut down mode of not knowing what to do or say or anything. Yeah. And that's so hard. It's hard to be in that place because you just feel like you're not contributing to the conversation, you know? Yeah. And I hate it that too. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm just sitting there stewing like, oh, you're so stupid. Like, right. You just start to beat yourself up. Yeah. But it's like, but you don't really have the tools because you haven't quite learned that yet, you know? Yeah. But you... Like, we were literally just talking about it. I forget how you asked me, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. But then once we started talking about it, I'm like, oh, it's this, 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 and that. And I'm like, I know I started off the conversation with I didn't know, but in that second, I did not know. Or or you just hadn't thought about right. it, Right, you know? yeah. But it's like in our experience, when you've taken a moment to think about it, you're like, oh, here's what I think, you know? Yeah. And I think that could even be like you just weren't asked what you thought about things or or how you felt about uh-huh. things. So you didn't really have to form an opinion or a thought, you know? Right. So even that becomes a something you have to kind of practice and get better at. Yeah, definitely. So I think here would be a good place to sort of interject and just really make it clear um when we talk about like the inner child stuff and things that happen in our childhood i wouldn't say for either of us that we had these terribly abusive childhoods it's just not that no not at all that is not the case so hold on real quick with saying that as you're an adult you're like oh well i don't have any trauma because i wasn't experiencing verbal or physical trauma Mm -hmm. but that's you know it's and it's super common to just kind of go well I was never hit Mm -hmm. I wasn't abused um and I think that's where our mind goes when we think of childhood trauma and that's that is what it is but there's also a part of it that's more subtle Mm -hmm. which is what I'm I feel like we're both learning is is really just an emotional neglect yeah And it's not that your parents don't love you and it's not that they don't care. I think in my own experience, I just think my parents did the best they could with what they had, but they had not been taught, you know, how to be in touch with their emotions, how to talk about things that they were feeling. Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of perpetuate the cycle. Um, So it's just to say, like, we love our parents and we respect them and we honor them and I, I don't look at my parents and blame them and go, well, you did this and you didn't do that. I think in my 20s and early 30s, I was in a place of blame. Yeah. But therapy really did help me just to see, like, they're people and they're not perfect. And no parent is perfect. Right. But I, I do know that they loved me. Yeah. Um, I never really put any blame on my parents. I never blame them for anything. Um, But like learning all of this and just about myself, you know, I really just, I know that, you know, they were doing the best that they could. Mm -hmm. Like that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And I know I've said it before. Um, You know, you do the best that you can until you know better than you do better. 
Mm-hmm. And I think too, it helps like when you become a parent and yeah. you realize how hard it is, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, cause we're not batting a thousand as parents. Like we're just doing our best and figuring it out as we go. Um, so I know that we're, we're not crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's, but we're, we're doing the best that we can. And I think what happens is when we start to be kinder to ourselves and we accept that we as people have just always been doing the best that we can with what we've got, we're able to offer that to others and say, and so were they, Mm -hmm. they were doing the best. It's just for me, it's just been a very, a much more healthy way to look at it. Yeah, definitely. You know? Like, um, I know I've become a better parent. I can proudly say that I have become a better parent. Mm-hmm. And just looking at, you know, trying to look at things from their perspective and just giving them a voice. Giving them the voice that I never had. Right. And I think that for me is like the one thing that I would say that I, I wish could have been different when I was growing up is that um, we just would have talked about things more as a family, mm-hmm. you know, because there, there, things did go on, things did occur. And, you know, there wasn't any talk about what that was or how I felt or, you know, mm-hmm. so then I think that's why now as an adult, I'm like reparenting that kid who, you know, needed a look in to say like, are, are you okay? What's going on? And just be able to verbalize fear or sadness or anger or whatever it could have been yeah so man inner child what are we doing (laughs) we're doing the work we're doing the work and i have to say so if you're listening to us still (laughs) if you're still listening to us um just know that like in this podcast we are we're allowing it to be what it's going to be yeah. Um. I would love to say that we have a plan and we have all of these episodes planned out and we know where everything is going. But the truth is, we're just doing our best to navigate things as we go. And this isn't scripted. This isn't. This is know, not even thought out. <laughs> it's it's not. And that's not because we don't want to be prepared. It's because what we're finding is that when we just show up and turn the microphone on and we we see what starts to come out. We're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And we just allow it to be that. So that's what we're doing. Um, And hoping that it's helpful. And so we really do want to hear from listeners. Is this helpful? Is it interesting? Is it helping you to see things about yourself or connect dots for yourself? Because a lot of times we can just feel lost. You know, and especially when it comes to our emotions and how we're communicating or how we're not communicating, it's like, where do we find these tools, you know? Mm -hmm. And like you were saying earlier, just kind of seeing things on Instagram, seeing things on social media. I mean, I, I follow people on YouTube and things like that. Like for me, one, one person that's been super helpful is Kyle Cease. Mm, Yeah, he has good stuff. He has good stuff. He's on YouTube. We're actually going to one of his events in October. (laughs) I totally forgot all about that. I know. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's does a lot of work around meditation. We are. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) 
you know, his work is around meditation and inner child stuff and, and work. And I can honestly say, I don't think I'm great at meditating. No. I wish I could be could, better. I cannot. And maybe it, I'll start to apply myself. I think I do well with guided meditation. But just to sit on my own and just kind of be, um, I got to practice that. That just might not be your jam. You might find have a meditation of something else. Like not everybody can do the sitting there with yourself and right. clearing the mind or whatever it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I could never. But that doesn't mean that I don't have another form of meditation that works great for me. True. Because there's a lot of things that are meditative that we don't really realize. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good point. But yeah, so I just I just really like his stuff and he, you know... His examples are, you know, just kind of sit and be with yourself. And and when emotions start to come up, you just reassure yourself, you know, and you allow yourself. You you let that inner child know you're allowed to be sad yes. in my body. You're allowed to be mad, angry, fearful, heartbroken. Yeah. And just allow it. And I've I've had so many like deep releases just doing that. You know, so I know that it's helpful and I know that it's working for me. I mean, anything else that you want to say about these first five years of marriage? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's been great. It's been. Yeah. A roller coaster. Like, I just, I just, you know, there can't be one word for it except for a roller coaster because there's, Mm -hmm. you know, like great, amazing times. You know, sometimes shitty times that we work through. It's just the rate that we're going, it's just getting better and better. And I just can't, I can't wait to see what, you know, even just this next year is going to bring for us. Right. And and I feel like what it's been is kind of us going from health to health and strength to strength, you know, Mm -hmm. just learning and growing and, and really allowing life to unfold as it will. Yeah. Um, I mean, like we've got in like there's never there was never denying the love that we have for each other ever. Like you couldn't ever say that we ne- we didn't. Right. I go. But I feel like it's just got in deeper and more connected. And for me, more easily expressed, mm-hmm. you know, just learning how to really appreciate you and see you clearly, because I know. I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode that I just, for a time, I couldn't see you and I couldn't fully appreciate you and there was fear around doing that, but I feel very, very different now and just grateful to have the growth and grateful to have the connection, you know? Mm -hmm. And, And I have to say what I feel like is the secret sauce because we've gone from feeling lost in the sauce mm-hmm. to, I think, finding a little bit of secret sauce. Yeah. But what's been the secret sauce has been learning how to connect with myself and and build a, a healthy, loving, compassionate relationship with myself. Yes. Like it had to start with me. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And I think that's what's been the difference. Mm. So the, the other thing I would say is it's it's been a, a learning curve of really knowing how to flow with life and not be resisting 
Yeah, stop getting in your own way. Yeah, stop getting in your own, my own way and just really learning how to trust myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a form of higher power and just really being reconciled to myself in a way that feels very different. I know that I have moments of trigger that's still going to happen and that's still going to come up but for the majority of the time I do have a, a real sense of peace about myself and, yeah. and, and I would say I've noticed that more and more in probably like the last nine or ten months mm-hmm. so, so there's been tremendous growth in that time frame yeah so to wrap up our first five years of marriage I would say it's been all those things. It's been roller coaster. It's been transformative and it's been real awakening. And we have been learning how to flow with the triggers of life and allowing those triggers to work for us. You know, seeing it in such a way that, like, how is this an opportunity for me to heal, for me to connect, rather than just feeling like, why is life always shitting on me? Yeah. Why is this always happening to me? And now when I hear people saying that, it just makes me want to like roll my eyes. I'm like, you're in charge of you. Right. But the thing is, is that we live in a way for so long that we don't, we don't really believe that. And I have to say, I don't really even think that we're taught that, you know, it's like you, you have to get to a place of beginning to discover these things and, and owning them and, and just learning a new way. So I am very excited about, I'm excited about the podcast. I'm excited about just where we're going as a couple and what we're doing. And yeah, I think it's, it's been challenging, but it's been, it's been our path of growth Mm -hmm. and evolution. And so I just feel like I'm super proud of us. Yeah. But I know that there's, you know, there's more to learn and there's more to grow. It's not like we're like, okay, we're good now. So let's stop like that. That can't be the case. No, it's just coming to a place of realizing, I think we feel a little bit more like we're on solid ground and we've got a little bit more of a grasp on things. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're also learning how to let go and just kind of surrender to life and the moment and what's going on, you know? roll with it and go with it and be curious about where is this leading yeah that feels and excited too yep that feels like a easier way to go through life what i'm finding <laughs> than like resisting and resisting and stressing trying and, to control everything yeah. and trying to i don't even know so yeah i think we're gonna wrap up for episode four um and we we would love to hear from listeners you know if you have questions or if this is helpful or even interesting we would like to know that because we are like we said figuring things out as we go and figuring out what's helpful and what's beneficial and um we need feedback to know what that is so yeah send us a message um you can email us at noordinarylove23 at gmail.com we do have an Instagram. Um, it's No Ordinary Love Podcast. So you can 
hit up search that and hit us up on instagram um and then next week is episode five and we're gonna get back to one of our questions which was just asking about my spiritual journey and what's gone on since i've left the church and religion yeah so we're we're looking forward to the episode i think that's gonna be fun and i i really am eager to talk about that and just share what that's been like (laughs) you know so yeah that's gonna be it and we will catch you on the next episode bye hey hey you yeah you you beautiful listener this week we have one specific call to action if you've enjoyed our podcast if it's been relatable if it's impacted you if you've laughed with us or cried with us our hope is to get our podcast out to as many listeners as possible could you please would you share our podcast on one or all of your socials We so appreciate you listening to us. We love you. And remember, sharing is caring.